Welcome to the Millennial Rant, a podcast about whatever's bothering me today. With topics ranging from politics to pop culture, there's a rant to cover everyone. For more Millennial Rant content, you can join me on the web at millennialrant.com. Way back in episode 27 of season one, which was about Pixar and why was Pixar making sequels to movies that didn't need sequels, I mentioned that I needed a bright red blazer to be able to make the outfit I was wearing really pop. And now I have said bright red blazer, and I feel like I have fulfilled the purpose of my life, which means I need to find a new purpose to my life. And that purpose to my life, apparently, is doing rant videos, although I was already doing that anyway. So the purpose of this particular rant video in an effort to reach my life's goal and fulfillment is to talk about the media and how the media is making people stupid. And I don't mean that the media in and of itself is stupid, although there are arguments for that case, but rather that the media is perpetuating stupidity by encouraging it. So what do I mean by this? In March of 2020, when the pandemic was really just starting to gain traction. I was enrolled in my Master's of Arts in Mass Communications program. And my entire cohort, we, we were watching the news of, you know, COVID and, and the coverage that was being done. And we were very confused, like extremely confused, because all of the training that we had been getting in communications, particularly mass communications, which means media, was telling us that the media was doing this on purpose, that they were purposely inciting fear in people. And we couldn't understand or figure out why. Why would they do that on purpose? Why would they make people terrified to leave their homes? It was mind boggling. Why would, why were they doing this? Why was this happening? And of course, now, in hindsight, it's easy to see that they were doing it because they wanted people to be afraid. But why did they want us to be afraid? Why did they want us to, you know, stay huddled inside of our homes and be terrified of a disease that had a 98% survival rate that was basically just a really crummy flu. And trust me, I got that really crummy flu. And it did actually almost kill me because I got pneumonia and I was drowning in my own fluids and it just was not a great situation. But I got the help that I needed, obviously, and now I'm here. So it was treatable. It was survivable. It really sucked. And, you know, it mutated. So people got it again. I got it three times. And the second time I got it, it was nowhere near as bad as the first time, but I still, I felt it. And I was down for about a week. And the third time I got it, I only knew that that's what I had because I lost my sense of taste again. So I'm not saying that COVID wasn't dangerous. And I'm obviously not saying that people didn't die from it because they did. Well, they died with COVID or from complications from COVID, you don't actually die from COVID in and of itself. It's not a disease that works in that way. But I digress. 
getting back to the media, once I realized as a, as a student what the media was doing to perpetuate fear in America over the pandemic, I started to look at the way that the media talked about other things. And it was really eye-opening to know the tactics that media platforms use in order to persuade people to think in certain ways. One of the things that they are doing right now is they're persuading us to look the other way. They're persuading us to ignore logic, to ignore reality, and to accept explanations that are wholly inadequate to actually explain what they're saying they explain. One very controversial example I have is the 2020 election. Now, whether you believe that the election was stolen or not, there was definitely some wonky stuff going on there. There were people who were reported as voting who have been deceased for a long time. There were people who were reported as voting more than once. There were more people in some states who voted in that state than who legally live in that state. But the way that the news reported it, it made it seem like people were crazy if they questioned the legitimacy of the election. So we're just supposed to believe that more black people voted for Joe Biden as president than voted for the first black president in the history of America, Barack Obama. And that's just supposed to make sense. Another example I have, again controversial, is the insurrection that took place on January 6th. I was at the Capitol. I was in Washington, D.C. I didn't go in. I didn't even go on the grounds. I just kind of walked around. And my mom and I vamoosed as soon as we heard that shots had been fired and somebody had been killed. And, I mean... The way that they cut the footage was sort of convincing on the news later, but it wasn't an insurrection. There are very specific connotations that come with the word insurrection and standing on the steps of the Capitol building singing the national anthem is not one of them. Now, should people have gone into the Capitol building? No. That never should have happened. The The fences should never have been moved. There should never have been people on the scaffolding. That never, ever, 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 ever should have happened. What is it, an insurrection, though? No. But the news definitely painted it in that light. And if all you saw was the news, then it can be understandable that you might think that it was an insurrection. However... This is the same news media that had a, I don't know what you call them, the field anchor um, in the field, standing in front of a building that's on fire saying, this is a mostly peaceful protest when talking about a BLM riot that was literally burning down a city. So it's just, they're twisting the narrative. And they're twisting it using visuals, they're twisting it using word selection, playing on things that are close to us, playing on our fears, our fears for our family, our friends, our fears for ourselves. 
and it's giving them an edge. Is all of this being done nefariously? I don't know. I don't work in the news media sector. I'm a scholar, not a news media person. But I can definitely see the the way that the media has shifted, particularly in the last four years, to present a narrative in such a way that the American people are expected to just swallow it and like it. And to me, it makes no sense. But I'm media literate. I've been trained to be media literate. I can look underneath the underneath, as Kakashi is known to say. And so I'm able to see things that other people may not necessarily be able to see. And because I can see those things and I talk about them, I'm labeled as a crazy. And isn't that interesting? You know, something else that happens all the time is when you question what you're seeing, what's being presented to you and say, I don't think that's kosher. You get the response of, well, you're just a crazy right wing nut job, or you're just a crazy left wing nut job. You're crazy this, you're crazy that. You know, why, why would you say that? Why would you do that? You just, you just need to drink the Kool-Aid and people drink it because, well, well, if everybody believes it, then I guess I must be wrong. And so it, again, it perpetuates and it becomes this, I don't know, common narrative that we just accept into our lives as truth. And it's difficult now to discern what is and isn't truth because there are things that people say that are true that sound absolutely wild. And there are things that people say that sound true that are not. And, and I know that they're not because of information that I am privy to from various channels. So you got to consider the fact that news is a business. It's there to make money and it's going to make money however it can off of you. And that includes making you believe things that aren't true because it sells, you know, sex sells, drugs sell, fear sells, anger sells, and they're going to use those tactics to sell to you whatever it is that they need you to buy so that they can keep going as a business. So the best that you can do is watch all of the news and try to piece together what is or isn't true, or do what I do and watch none of the news. Because what does it matter to you anyway? I, I mean, really, what are you getting out of watching the news of something that happened on the other side of the world? If you were going to watch or read any news, locals where it's at, because that affects you personally, it affects your family. It affects your friends. And yet we're so focused on the national when really it doesn't have anything to do with us in our daily lives. So I've 
done everything that I can to cut the news out of my life. It still filters in and I, I still have to, you know, weigh what I read or see with what I know versus what I feel versus et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, since then, my anxiety and my stress levels have gone way down because I'm not worrying about things that have nothing to do with me, that have absolutely no effect on me. I'm just trying to do the best that I can to go from day to day and live my life to the best of my ability to try and be a good person and contribute to my local community and hopefully negate any problems that might arise here that do affect me personally. So keep in mind that the media you're consuming is, it's not news, it's entertainment. It's just packaged a little differently. And you have to be aware that the stories that they're giving you are exactly that. They're stories. And there's more than one side to every story. There's more than two sides to every story. So when you're given a story, you have to consider all of the sides that you can, because otherwise you're going to talk about something that makes no sense because you saw it or heard it or read it on the news and you're just going to come off looking and sounding stupid. Stupid.